everybody. Welcome to Rock and Roll Shinsu Chu. This is episode number 81. It's been a long time. A long, lowly, 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 lowly time. Yes, it has. Too long. My name is Gabe Estel. I'm here with my co-host, Jonathan Getz and Dennis Levi Leach. How's it going, guys? Amazing. Back in the saddle, baby. Good to see you. Good to be back. Good to be back for this... I guess it would technically be a late summer or early fall episode. So as the season winds down in the major leagues. Yeah, let's uh, do another yes. one. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's switching to the Oktoberfest beer and <laughs> the pumpkin spice lattes. Yeah. Putting and, down the lemon shandies. Right, right. <laughs> I've already burned through a six-pack of yes. Oktoberfest. Yes. Yes. Um, I, heard so, some, yeah. I heard some shit happen in baseball since we last recorded. Like, the Dodgers started to suck, and, and, and uh, the Indians did yeah. not. Yeah, right. right, yeah. Definitely those two teams took uh, definitely different directions, but we'll both end up winning their division. Well, Cleveland already has, but um, they'll both end up in winning their division. So, but I think probably of the three teams that we root for, um, probably the Cubs are the most intriguing in the sense that yeah. one year after the World Series, their situation is the most intriguing. Yeah. One year after the World Series, uh, you know, you, you got to have a good next few, what, nine, ten games left, Levi, something like that? Yeah, I mean, it, the Cubs any day seem like they could make it or they could break it. It, it um, You know, I, some people are coming out, though. Albert Almora has kind of turned it on here yep. the last week or two. Yep. And um, Schwarber's kind of coming around. So those are two guys that could be huge for us in the playoffs. Right. You know, and so, um, yeah, I mean, if, and I think that's the attitude in the club is like, let's just get there. Like, we just got to get there and then anything can happen after that. Yeah, but it's, absolutely. It, they're they're kind of scrambling a little for it, though. Because I, I would assume, I, I don't have the standings up in front of me, um, I'd assume Arizona probably has a better record than the Cubs, right? Off the top of my head, I'm going to say yes. I would, I, I, I would say they've won a few more games, um, particularly with how well they they played last month yeah. uh, and part well part of this month too. Um, and then the Rockies have played well lately too. Oh yeah, they could yeah. sneak in. The they Brewers are in. only half game back, and the Brewers the are only Rockies. half game back. So the National League is a much more interesting picture than. It would be amazing if I could go to an NLCS. Cubs Rockies game. Oh, that would oh, be God. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that would oh, be yeah, awesome. Man. And and then also, well, if we do hop over to the American League for a second, I um, I I I'd have to look at like beginning of the year predictions because I I I don't necessarily know how high everyone was on the Twins. I I don't I don't know how many like prognosticators picked them. I don't think many. I, no. I can't think. I, I can't think many. Yeah, but they won like I, I don't fifty-five know. games last year. I don't yeah, know why anybody so I, I can't. I can't think many. I, I just. I wasn't sure if people thought you know there was potential there and they just didn't reach it. No. But I. It, I mean, there's, there's you know the twins. You know, could, are probably going to snag that that wild that second wild card. So, yeah. uh, good for them, I guess. You know, Paul Molitor um, turning it around. Right. Right. So yeah, I mean the tw- okay. Well, let's say this. You know, the twins and the Brewers. That is. I think even if the Brewers don't make the playoffs, it's still, I think, a successful season for them. Considering you know, it's supposed it, to be a rebuild, yeah. Considering it's supposed to be a rebuild, yeah. They're they're a couple years ahead of schedule, or maybe even in their eyes, unexpectedly good. Um, so, so yeah, the fact that you know Milwaukee and Minnesota could both make the playoffs, I think those are those are two big surprises. 
Um, and I, I don't know if both of those teams will make the playoffs, but I, you know, I, I would certainly say probably the Twins most likely. I could be wrong, but because like, what, who else is alive in the American? Like the Angels are alive, I think. Right, mm-hmm. the Twins. Uh, I mean, there's other teams technically still alive, but I don't really see it happening. No offense, Jonathan, with the Royals. Um, I, I don't think that they should make the playoffs, even if they yeah, were in they a position. <laughs> they don't deserve it. No, they yeah. should defer. Uh, and yeah, it's it, the starting pitching is is really rough. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, Terrence Gore got in at bat tonight, uh, so that's great. Terrence Gore has 21 career stolen bases and 12 career at bats. Um, wow! Uh, but he just still doesn't have a hit, unfortunately. And so maybe if te- we can get Terrence Gore a hit, <laughs> it's like Willie Mays Hayes numbers here, man. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then what's you've got this other guy that's intriguing. I don't know if he's a rookie or it's like his second year. I think he's an outfielder. What's his What's his name? Is it like Whitmore or something like that? Or um... Whit Merrifield? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he's yeah, the second baseman. How long's he been around? Um, this is his first real full season, okay. and uh, yeah, he he came up, he stepped up when Raul Mondesi Jr. was wasn't doing so well. And Wood Merrifield is is a, I think technically an above average hitting second baseman, and so they've they've really lucked out there. And I don't know what happens with Raul Mondesi Jr., but uh, yeah, Wood, Wood Merrifield. Uh, uh, That's old, a great name. Two, two yes, hit wit yeah. is what they call. I think them. I ate yeah. at that seafood restaurant in Maine once. <laughs> Whit Merrifield's, yeah. 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 <laughs> so was was Raul Mondesi? Obviously, I remember his father's baseball cards. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Was was he expected to be good? I mean, I, I've heard the name for a few yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. He, he was, um, yeah, he was one of their top prospects. He got popped last year oh, uh, for okay. juicing. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah uh, apparently he needs to get better masking agents so he can perform better. Right. Well, going going into next year, that that I, you know, you got a reason to be a little bit optimistic because obviously, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But you guys, you guys should have been sellers at the deadline. But at the deadline, they were they were in it. So you you can't tell a team, even though they won the World Series two years ago. Before that, they were such garbage for so long. Oh yeah. The, the fan base does not want them to be sellers if they're in it. Because uh, you're, you're going to lose. Come the trade every, You're going to lose everybody, right? In the offs, I mean, like you, all you, that. You hope you're gonna that, lose that core. Well, let let Kane go. You got the best years out of Kane. Um, you might be getting Mustakas's best year. You might be getting Hosmer's best year. Uh, but hopefully, they can resign either Hosmer, or, Hosmer or Mustakas. They won't resign both. Well, yeah. One, I mean, one of them's going. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it yeah. may probably two. I would say, yeah. but um, but I mean, yeah. I, look, if if the trade deadline were later and they were like they were, they were slipping so hard. You know, five six games out at one point. Yeah, yeah sure. That then go ahead trade them. But at right. the time, yeah, they they were they were right there in the thick of it. Yeah, only, they, only a yeah, game or so out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, it's a tough call. Yeah, I I always want to see my team win. But like I'm kind of like, oh, can we get the first draft pick this year? <laughs> you know? Like I'm like, I mean, because like, let's be honest, like we're not, you know, I mean, like we we've won like 60 games or something like that. So, so I'm like, uh, we're at least we're at least going to get like a top four pick. That's like, okay in baseball. Three. That's that's good enough because yeah, you, you yeah. might just end up selecting Luke Hochever with that first overall. So true. Um, or, or the first, the first two picks could be high school kids and they won't be ready. 
And, you know, you kind of got to wait on them for a while, whereas maybe with a third or fourth pick, you might get a guy that's, you know, like has At a least couple in double A or something. Yeah, yeah. like has ha, well has a couple collegiate years under his belt, if not or maybe, something. Four, maybe four collegiate years. And then, yeah. you know, you can move him up quickly. I don't know. I mean, it's all it's all about 20. I, I would say 2020 yeah. For college. Yeah, I, I think I think like next year, the White Sox win, like probably like I would say we win like 10 more games, you know, maybe something like that, maybe eight to 10 more games. And then finally in 2020. It's a progression for sure. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the Cubs, the, it was the same way for the Cubs. You know what yeah. I mean? Just got to trust the process, as they say. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm even though, you know, my team could very easily well, is one of the worst teams in baseball. I don't I don't feel that bad because I, I, I feel like something good's on the horizon. So, yeah, so you'll, not, you'll have not, a, you'll finish with a better record than the Royals next year. You think yeah. so? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hmm. possibly. Yeah, possibly. But anyway, so that a little bit of update on baseball. Now, at the beginning of the season, one last thing. Levi had predicted the Cubs and the Indians in the World Series. Now, I think that could happen again. I think that's at the time I wasn't sure about it. You know, I'm not like a big like repeat pick guy. Um, But but I was like, but now that I look at it, I think that might have been probably the best picks. Um, I think I I I would pick that, too. Yeah, I think the Cubs are the team to where if they could just get there, being they were just there, they know that it's now just about the grind of the playoffs. Sure, I think they can. I think they can overcome it and and hopefully get there again. I don't know if they'll beat the Indians. <laughs> I would right. like. I, I would like to say yes. You know, the Cleveland's on pace. Uh, I was listening to a, a great podcast called Effectively Wild. Earlier this week, and uh, uh, Cleveland, uh, they were talking about how Cleveland's pitching starting rotation is on pace to have uh, a, the best war in the history, wins above replacement, um, mm. cumulative wins above replacement in the history of baseball, surpassing, um, I think it's the 95 Atlanta Braves rotation. Wow. Uh, the the Cleveland rotation is, is absolutely yeah. Dominant, and during their winning yeah. streak, they were obscene in how yeah. great they were. <laughs> I, I remember a couple of years ago, I was like, you know, maybe that Clory Kluber, Kluber guy, maybe that was just a fluke. No, no, <laughs> not a fluke. he not did a have fluke. a rough nope. time of it though for a stretch or two in the last couple seasons. And well, then yeah, he came like back. after he won the yeah. Cy Young, he right. he, he kind of dropped yeah. off a little yeah. bit, and yeah. then now it looks like it looks like everything's working out. Oh, fine. he's sick. His whip is like <laughs> zero point eight something. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's uh, oh my god! Overwhelming. If I had to pick, if I had to pick a guy like right now, you know, like right now, you know, this moment, that's like to lead my rotation. That's that's who I'd take. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's you know, he's a stud. Just, I'm not talking like he's the best overall. I don't, you know, I'd, I'd still give that to Kershaw despite some recent struggles. But like, if you're like, hey, playoffs start tomorrow, who do you want? You can have anybody in baseball. I'd, I'd probably take him. Uh, but I tell you, it'd be so much easier to root for Cleveland if they just dropped the Chief Wahoo. Sure, sure. Right. It is over. It is no. You're right. It is. It's overdue. You know. Um, yeah, it is. It's. You'll uh, notice it's, I refer to them as Cleveland, not by their nickname. Right, right. right. I, I kind of like the old school C logo that mm-hmm. they have too. The block. Like, you know, it, look, it looks the block. Yeah, it looks like you know, sort of like a 1950s kind of logo. Yeah, which yeah. I like. That's been strategically incorporated over the last few years. That's right, right. Yeah, that's facing right. out Chief Wahoo. Yeah. 
So, so yeah, we'll, 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 I guess probably the next time we record, the playoffs will be underway. So we'll, uh, we'll have a lot more to talk about then. Um, so moving on tonight, um, tonight we've got kind of a thematic episode um, of sort of related to, I think, sort of the lateness of the season in baseball. Right now we're recording this near the end of September. So only a few games left in the regular season before the playoffs begin. So our topic tonight is going to be actually about late bloomers. So these are players or bands that came on late, like their best years of their career, careers, I should say, uh, was sort of after um, kind of where a lot of other players or bands sort of established themselves. So we're going to talk about that. That's going to be fun. Uh, And then we've also got our grab bag and our show your cards. We're going to go into the grab bag first. So this is where each of us just throws out a topic and the others are unaware of it until that topic is announced. So, Levi, I will let you begin. Dip into the grab bag, pull out a big glob of grab bag stuff and stick it right there. (laughs) Okay. Um, Well, my grab bag kind of also incorporates our main topic tonight. And um, it's Mark Twain. And Mark Twain was an avid baseball watcher. If yeah. any, I didn't know if anybody uh, out there in, in listening land knows that. But um, an interesting fact, Tom Sawyer didn't come out till he was 41, and he didn't write Huck Finn till he was 49. Hmm. Late bloomer. So, um, yeah. That was too late. Yeah. But, but early in his uh, life, when he was still mainly known as Samuel, Sam Clemens, um, in 1887... <laughs> He agreed to umpire a game in his summer home town of Elmire, New York. And so he had, had maybe a little bit of fame and notoriety because I guess what his first works like King Arthur's uh, Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's Court was one of his first works that kind of got popular. Yeah. But um, he agreed to umpire this baseball game. And at this time, baseball, after the Civil War, there Sometimes wasn't even umps. They a lot of times didn't even call balls and strikes. They didn't even catch yeah. like that. None of this was counted. So, and so kind of a, a fledgling enterprise. Well, and point. being an yeah. empire could get like heated. You could get the chippied out of you or whatever. Like right. it was crazy. And so he he agrees to umpire this game as long as they provide a chair, a fan an umbrella, and a pitcher of ice water for him. I wonder how hard it was to get a pitcher of ice water for him in 1887. <laughs> yeah, was like was, was ice abundant? I, I don't even know. Like, no, I sound really dumb saying that. No, yeah, I'm like, they right. have ice then? Yes, they did. Yeah. But like, I can't imagine like you were just like, hey, uh, uh, more ice, please. All right. right, yeah. <laughs> like a kid's got to like ride his bike like three miles to the ice plant and like get a block. <laughs> Like, strap it to his back and ride back. When he gets it, back, the block's only, like, this big now. It couldn't have been easy. It's, uh... Oh, yeah. So, um... This day, yes, they called no balls and strikes. And at the start of the game, Samuel and another one of, I guess, one of his wealthier aristocrat kind of buddies, who was... They were announced to be also, like, kind of celebrity umpiring the game. Okay. They saw it was getting, like, heated at home play. And so they're like, maybe we'll just go to the stands and watch the game. And so, like, after the first inning or something, he just, like, hung out in the stands. And, and didn't really umpire. And he just, like, 
He was like, ah, I gave them support from the stands, like in in, in reports he gave to newspapers. For, for every call, they had to look up at the stands to see, like, <laughs> like what, right? what is it? Right? <laughs> he, and, uh, he just, like, had a pipe. He's like a... Ball, <laughs> right? Like I guess, like a lot of a lot of like the fans were disappointed because they thought Samuel and this other gentleman were gonna like stand on the field and tell like anecdotes and like jokes and stories in between innings and stuff. It was, they it was just, part of the book tour or something. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah, and like they just like hung out. <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was great. Old man Twain takes in a game how he wants to take in a game. I guess <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so I thought that was great. I did not know that. Yeah, that's cool. I knew he was a baseball fan, so, you know, a little bit. But, yeah, I didn't know that particular story. Cool. (laughs) Um, You know what? I'll I'll go next, and then I'll I'll pass the uh, proverbial baseball spliff to Jonathan after that. Um, So, with... Let me say this one, right? I, I was thinking... I was looking at the playoff picture, and... Um, looks like looks like two of baseball's four most recent teams, and I, I'm not counting the Nationals because those are just the relocated Expos, um, and they'll always be the Expos to me. Um, but anyway, of the four most recent teams, so I I, I don't know. Do you, are you guys guilty of like still calling them expansion teams? I do that all the time. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I'd be yeah, like the Marlins. Marlins you know, expansion. I've been around yeah. for twenty five years now. Um, but anyway, um, goddamn expansion team, right? Yeah, <laughs> but the, the Marlins, the Rockies, and then the Rays and the Diamondbacks. I was trying to think, like, who is of those four teams, like the most quintessential player of those four teams, and. It was a little harder than I thought because some of the guys like had like sh- like their moment in the spotlight for those teams, but they weren't yeah. them very long. Uh, yeah, and that's you know? like always gonna yeah. You think like about like yeah early expansion teams. That's always gonna happen, right? Like like you know the two thousand one World Series. Um, you know, I mean, God, Diamondbacks won the World Series what the fourth year in the, of existence, I think. Like they it was the, yeah, Bob Brindley's first year as the coach, and right. then he won it and then retired. He's like, I'm yeah. out. But, you know, you, you had Randy Johnson and, and, and Kurt Schilling as, you know, the they, they basically pitched every other day of the World Series. Yeah. It, was like, yeah. it was like a two-man rotation um, that they won that with. Yeah. So I was like, well, for Diamondbacks, for me, I'll go with Randy Johnson. Like, I, I in my head... He's got a weird hybrid of a Mariner's Diamondbacks hat on. I don't know <laughs> quite what it is, you know, but, like, I, I have to admit, I do think of him as a Diamondback. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, if you ask me in a couple of years, I might say Paul Goldschmidt just because he's, yeah. he's he's hit so well. But to me, like, I, I don't often think of recent guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and Goldschmidt, like, you know, he's he's been on terror now for probably about four or five years. But, um you know, I, I don't think of him yet as the guy, you know, just that's just my own association. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it's that's a tough call. Um, I mean, in my head, I still see a lot of 90s cards of, of Mark Grace on the Diamondbacks. And like, it's um, just for one year or no, 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 because he was he was on the 01 team that won. He won a World Series. Yeah, yeah uh, right. that's right. And so who else? Uh. Luis was, Gonzalez, uh, of course. Was Matt Williams? I remember Matt, Matt Williams, Williams was on the Diamondbacks. Yeah, Matt Williams was on the Diamondbacks. Yeah. Yeah. 
But it, it's harder than I you think, you know, because it's like yeah. who is who is their guy? You yeah, know? I'm trying and to think like as far as Rockies out here out here in in Colorado. Um, Larry Walker. Yeah, I was going to say I'll, Larry I'll Walker or Holiday. I was I was yeah. I was going to say Hilton or even Holiday, Matt Holiday. Yeah. I'll go with Helton because he played his whole career there. Yeah, I, yeah. I was just chatting with the guy at work the other night because it's the ten year anniversary of Rocktober. Oh, oh seven, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. And so he was like telling me about how crazy it was and how you know everybody. Oh yeah. How, how excited it was! I was like, "Hey, that's awesome." They were excited to get swept the fuck out of the yeah, World yeah, Series. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like, yeah, yeah. It didn't last. I'll long. still take credit for that. Yeah. And, and, uh, that was your guy's second, right? Yeah. You could you could yeah. get you could get a. Uh, I guess you could probably give Tulowitzki a few votes, but he's moved on now. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'll go with Helton. Yeah, Helton. Helton. Uh, he's probably a Hall of Fame guy. You know, if any like uh, his, I don't know. If, did his name ever surface like in Roy? So, no, it I didn't. Think so. Okay. He's a he's a Hall of Famer. I, I would guess. You know, he was. He, I think he, he's kind of on the fringe, maybe. Oh, he was playing well into like his late thirties, I thought. You know, like playing, like still hitting the ball. He ended up with twenty five hundred hits, three hundred and seventy home runs, fourteen hundred RBI, career three sixteen hitter, pretty solid. Um, yeah, I would say that again, man. Yeah, the uh, um, yeah, actually, uh, according according to Baseball Reference, they I think they pretty much consider him a likely Hall of Famer. Yeah. Well, that batting so. average was always high. You know, I mean, just he was he was a machine there. He could rake, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and also a rare rarity that a guy would now I would say anybody that's played over the last twenty five years to spend your whole career with one team to a long a long oh, career, yeah, yeah, it's unlikely. You know, you just you don't have your like Cal Ripkins anymore. You know that. Spend their whole career with one. Same birds, yeah, right. yeah. George Bretts. That just doesn't happen yeah. really anymore. It's, it's a different game, uh, different business of the game at least. Um, so, uh, so for the Rays, I'm kind of stumped. I mean, I'll say David Price, um, but I mean, I guess Longoria would probably get some votes. Dude, I, probably. I see Jose Canseco every time I see the Devil. <laughs> I think of it. You know what? I think of him too. Like, he, yeah. Monster seasons with them yeah. near the end, end of yeah. his career, like he hit like 40, 45 home runs a couple times. Yeah, and then um, who else? Man, the Rays. That's a tough one. Yeah, that's uh, that's the toughest one. Who is? Um, oh, hold on. Who is the uh, uh, sabermetrics darling from the Rays? Uh, fantasy baseball darling. Um, it's not Zobrist. Is Zobrist? It? Yeah, yeah, Zobrist for a few years. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, Longoria I think is their number one overall in WAR, and Zobris is number two. Okay. And um, number three is Carl Crawford. Hmm. Yeah. So Long- Longoria, though Longoria has so. been kind of a disappointment, hasn't he? Uh, well, I mean, he's, he's good, but he's not great. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Like, right. like I think he was expected to like go up a level, and he never, never really did. But he's still solid. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's still career, he's good, but he's not great. Career yeah. eight twenty five OPS, um, two hundred sixty home runs. Yeah, what's his career, career average? Two seventy. So I figured he's like a two seventy guy. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, he's he's uh, a disappointment. Might be too. Yeah, yeah, I guess he is a disappointment um, in the sense that he didn't turn into like the perennial MVP candidate that he was supposed to. Right. Um, and then well, I might the Marlins. Who is the quintessential Marlin? Levon so Hernandez. There's been so much turnover on those teams. Yeah, you know, was... like the the Charlie 90s. Charlie Huff. Charlie Huff. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go with. Um, Got a good good Charlie Huff reference. Um, I'll go the quintessential Marlin. Shit, because it, it, those guys too. They like you know like like yeah. Miguel, I think of Miguel Cabrera on the Tigers, but he was yeah. on that Marlins World Series team. You know, still was Pudge. Um, shed tears seed Andre Dawson play for them. That was he did play for yeah. them. I was like, uh, uh, they like that's tear my heart out. Dude. Yeah, oh, dude, that's. Dude, like, yeah. if somebody ever sports like a Dawson Marlins jersey, I know that'd be, <laughs> that'd be painful for you, Levi, but yeah. I, I kind of like it. You know, it's yeah, like, it, uh, yeah. Um, I, I guess I'll go with. He's staring you in the face. The Quintus, the all-time Marlin, is staring you in the face. He's he's what, Haley he, Ramirez. No, he's literally raking home runs as we speak. Oh shit! Yeah, Stanton. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Giancarlo, right, don't call me Mike Stanton. But, but I, yeah, it hasn't been around that long. That's what I'm saying. Like, if they're going to have, like... He's their all-time leader in war. Yeah, if they're okay. having Marlon, is the, who are they going to stand right next to Giancarlo? That's what I want to know. So, yeah. um... The number, the number two is tougher with them uh, yeah. Giancarlo's one, uh, number one with 34 war. Hanley Ramirez is two. Okay. At 26. Josh Johnson is number three with twenty five. Josh Johnson, go figure. Wow, the pitcher, Josh Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. Don't forget about D Train, Dontrell Willis. Oh, he's on ice. Yeah, I think he's on the side. Yeah, yeah. I definitely. that'll 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 boy. Uh, he was done. He was done quickly, man. It was yeah. it was it was it was good for while it lasted, but it didn't last long. Miggy yeah. um, um, Cabrera, Michael Ole, a couple other. I, but I, I but I always Marlins. think of Miggy like in a Tigers uniform. Of course, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, he's going to go into the Hall of Fame as a Tiger. Miggy will. Right. Yeah. So anyway, that was my question. I was just I was thinking, you know, just sort of who are the faces of those franchise, and it's it's not like it is for other teams. You know what I mean? No, it's, it's not cut and dry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To me, at least. Yeah, I mean, and if you think about the other expansion teams, um, the previous expansion teams, so the Royals, it's easy. George Brett. Uh, Mariners, easy. Uh, King Griffey Jr. Um, uh, Houston Astros, uh, Nolan Ryan. Yeah, it's got to be yeah. Nolan Ryan. Yeah, probably. Yeah, oh. I, uh, maybe. Maybe I don't know. Maybe Bagwell or Bichio. Yeah, yeah. You know, Cam Kennedy. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. He got an MVP, but that was in San Diego, and he was juiced. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man, a t- tough, tough road for that guy. Um, Certainly, I don't know yeah. if like, yeah. I don't know if like a, a thirty for thirty or documentary is in the works on that guy but i'd like to see one mm-hmm. he made, he if i recall there's a good uh, sports illustrated article on there him. is i think yeah. you're right there's like a long form piece from yeah. a few years back on yeah. it so yeah anyway. that's a good one all right yeah so what, what all right, that was my grab bag uh what about um, you John? so mine mine admittedly is a, is a little dated because i i thought up of it like right after we recorded our last episode and um it's about ryan adams not Brian Adams, but Ryan Adams. Okay. And um, uh-huh. Ryan Adams is just, like, always talking shit. 
about yeah. other artists. Uh, he recently said um, about Alt-J, it's like a mosquito bite. If you ignore it, it'll go away. About the Strokes, I should have forced them to get addicted to writing better songs. Um, and then he was yeah. slamming Father John Misty. Um, so so he's kind of like a modern-day Billy Corgan or Chris Robinson, in other words. Yeah, right. he's like become, yeah. 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 Oh, sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. Um, and, and it's funny because... Uh, you know what, what he said about Father John Missy it's it's so wonderful you booked the most self-important asshole on earth um, to break it all down for us while he does his Nick Cave impression um, Ryan Adams can come across as pretty self-important as well um, and so I, anyway what I'm getting at is what are you guys' thoughts on the idea of talking shit or rivalries in music hmm, interesting They've always been there, it seems like. Sure. You know, even if you go back to classical composer days, you know what I mean? Touche, yes. (laughs) You know, but like... For every, for every, uh, I'll, I'll probably butcher my timeline. Somebody will, somebody will correct me. Be like, those people are a hundred years apart. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was yeah. like, who, what was the Vince Neil Axl Rose feud of the seventeenth century? Of literally feudal times. <laughs> yeah, dude. If you get on and you look at like when Axl and Vince were. Oh yeah, changing words. It's probably like around ninety, ninety one. Oh, There's yeah, a good Vince. interview with Vince. Vince looks right in the camera. He's like Axel. You name the time. You name the place. <laughs> it's, no, you know it, it's just as good as any like WWF hype video from the it Golden. Is. Yeah, <laughs> like they're both just like we're gonna get you, and it's yeah. Uh. It's fun. I don't like it when some of my favorite musicians. I mean, one of the people it's I just mentioned. Right? Yeah. One of the people I just mentioned, you know, Chris Robinson. Yeah. It it became less charming and funny as maybe I got older or he got older. Just Both. when it's like it's when it's like unprovoked. You know what I right. mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like fucking let 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 Taylor Swift be Taylor Swift, you know? Like why do you have to you know, like why why do you have to like talk shit about other bands? Right? I mean, yeah. shouldn't there be like some type of code among musicians? It's like, hey, you do this for a living, you're creative you do this for a living you're like yeah you might not like my band but you, you don't you don't have to say that to everybody yeah. you know i mean you talk shit about john mayer recently too it's like so what let him let him play with the band you know who, who cares <laughs> at the end of the day who fucking cares you know i i don't i don't i, mean, obviously I, I don't, do I, don't, I, don't I don't yeah go yeah, ahead i'm sorry leave I mean, Chris, he's obviously doing what he wants to do musically, so it's like, why not let other people do what they want to do musically? Do your thing, all right? We'll do theirs, and that's everybody will go on. The ironic thing is we could talk shit about Chris all day long. (laughs) Well, he's just a lot of ammunition, that's all. You know what I mean? (laughs) Team Rich. Anyway, go ahead. Like Billy Corgan or like, you know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 I, I guess I'll say I don't like it. I mean, like, it's it's had its entertaining moments, you know, like the Vince Neil, Axl Rose thing. Um, but uh, out of musicians I really admire, and I do admire Axl, but, yeah. you know, um, I, I don't like it. I, I think I just it's, the examples you cited with Ryan Adams and the ones I cited with Chris, to me, it just it comes off as childish. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's no way to come out of the situation looking better. Or you know what right. I mean? 
like, it might feel no good way. in the moment, but yeah. when like, it like yeah. when you have time to think about it, it's like, what did that accomplish? Yeah, yeah. And, and, no, and when it's unprovoked, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like all those people didn't say anything to Ryan Adams, is my guess. You know, right. I mean, he's just yeah. like, why? Oh, why be a? Dick. There's probably less and less people showing up at Ryan Adams concerts or something like that, and maybe those. Yeah. I don't know, but like. It, it, you ha- it, maybe he's it, maybe he's upset because that guy from that guy from Dawes is marrying his ex wife. <laughs> but anyway, I don't know if you guys heard about that. But, I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah the, you know, it, you shouldn't let the art take you to that dark of a place. I think. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, I get maybe in the moment it just like you're saying something funny for the sake of being funny. Um, but maybe if you like, if you say it out loud at a concert to, you know, a thousand or ten thousand or fifteen thousand people, it's eh, whatever. I'd rather have you well, talk politics like, and talk shit about another band. <laughs> one of the ones that it seems like I've always seen the the interaction and comparison with him, and it's the fans and not necessarily the two bands arguing is the Beatles and the Stones. Right. It's like it's always people going back like ah Beatles Stones Beatles Stones and like I you know yeah, one doesn't cancel out the other right right you know? it's like yeah. yeah one one didn't make the other one you know what I mean it's yeah, yeah I was, like them I like them both for different reasons you know? now that right? was tough though when they were you know obviously in the, in the mid sixties because there wasn't. That it was that was it, you know. It was it was the yeah. Beatles and the Stones, and the and and so the media bands. would inevitably ask the one about the other. And I'm not read up on on what was said I, about yeah, I mean, I each don't other think at they the time. Really but talked a lot of smack about each other or anything that I've were, ever known. Yeah, but there was I mean, they, they, they hung, they hung and, out together. Yeah, you know, so, yeah. I mean, so it's not. I think I think it was more probably inflated by the media and the fans. I would guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right, and yeah, just for the sake, because there wasn't as much to talk about then. I think nowadays there's plenty to talk about when it comes to entertainment and music, so you don't really need to stoke uh, those sorts of rivalries, but maybe you, you still get it because it's the TMZ uh, yeah. life yeah. that we live. Um, Overall, I don't like it, though, you know, especially yeah. when it's unprovoked. Yeah, it seems I agree, unnecessary. it's not, it's not yeah, yeah, it's unnecessary. Even, with sure, it's, yeah. even when it's about artists that I don't, I don't care for. Yeah. I still think yeah. it's like, oh, what's the point? You know, like, yeah. I, 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 I don't, I don't like to um, offend people who like a band. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know what you mean. Like, like, I, do. I, I, I don't want to like talk down to anybody. Like, that's yeah. cool that you, that you like a band. I don't give a shit about. Um, the last thing I want to do is try to like demean the band in front of you. Yeah, and I, I think I used to not be like that when I was like some cocky nineteen. Oh yeah, well know? yeah, I'm I like, think everybody I know everything. is. I think this everybody is. is. Slipknot, yeah. they suck. All right, yeah. like now, yeah. like if somebody told me that, like as a, if I told, like I'd be like, like fuck you, you know, I don't right. give a shit what right. I like, you know, I like what I like, and you go and do what you need to do. Um, right. yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I wish they would take that that energy and put it into the art. You know what yeah. I mean? I would always appreciate artists who did that more. Keep keep your mouth shut and then make your next release better. Yeah. <laughs> if music's if music's moving somebody in some way, it's it's doing its job. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, absolutely. It regardless doesn't, doesn't matter of what if it is. Doesn't matter if it's Radiohead or the Spice Girls. I don't, I don't care. You know, if it if it makes somebody feel something. Right. That's that's yeah. the way it should be. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, nice, nice grab bag, guys. Grab bag closed. All right, so now we're going to get into the main portion here. Um, it's late in the baseball season, so we're going to talk about late bloomers among musicians and baseball players. So these are folks, like I said earlier in the show, who who came on a little bit later, um, maybe uh, at an age where other artists or athletes had already established themselves. You don't really think of it as sort of the, uh, you know, the median age, so to speak, for uh, for, for somebody to, uh, to to really to really blossom. Um, with bands for me in this one, I'll let you guys go because I, I didn't really write much down about the music. Uh, it was harder for me with the bands uh, because obviously in baseball you can look at numbers, you know, and yeah. there you go. Uh, with bands, it's kind of like, well, are they late bloomers or are they just evolving? You know what I mean? It's like, is this what was supposed to happen? You know what I you, you guys, yeah. Maybe I'm not doing a good I think job. There can, I think there can be both. I think yeah. there's definitely yeah. both, actually. Yeah. Um, Leonard Cohen, 33 years old, when Songs from Leonard Cohen came out. Oh, there you go. Right. You there. know what I mean? And um, Debbie Harry, same age, 33, when Parallel Lines hit. Mm, Granted, no they, they, yeah, they had had, you know, some, some you know, hits a little bit before that but i mean yeah um james murphy lcd sound system 35 when that first record came out wow oh wow yeah yep. okay yeah um, they have been around a while yeah, good, well, good, good, the, good example there one of the best is uh flaming lips wayne he he graduated high school he's 18 Worked for 11 years as a fry cook at long john silver <laughs> yes. this is well documented actually yeah yeah and, yeah until Don't Use Jelly finally, like, hit. Yeah. And he was, like... would have been, like, 95 or so? Like, or 30 or... 96. Yeah, he was, he was in his 30s. Yeah. And, um... The Peaches. For, for all the grandmas who don't know out there, on iTunes and download the Teaches of Peaches. Um, and you'll get... I don't know if you guys know who I'm talking about. Peaches, she's a, uh... Yeah, a, yeah a, I do. Yeah. In, kind of a rap, dirty rap yeah. artist. Yeah. She was a teacher at a Jewish preschool for 10 years before she decided to go into music. Yeah. And that, that first Peaches album didn't come out till she was almost 35. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that is definitely not safe for work. So do not look that up at work. <laughs> uh, uh, one of the, the daddy of them, all those got to be Thelonious Monk. He was like 40 when Brilliant Corners came out, which is, like, one of his biggest known albums right. that, like, like, projected him to becoming, like... I mean, he had written, like, Round Midnight, like, I think right when he was 30 or a little bit before he was 30. But, like, that album, Brilliant Corners, is what made him, like, everybody's, like, Thelonious Month. That's how you know him. Yeah. And so, uh, it's, it's cool that, you know, I, it, age doesn't have to play a part, I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think if if the music and the art is there, it, it doesn't matter how old you are. You know. Yeah. Good good example. I'll I'll throw one into the mix, Levi. Um, I, I, it's not as 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 uh, like a drastic example as Thelonious, like you said, but um, Ian Hunter of you know Mata Hoople, um, uh, didn't Mata Hoople's first. He he was born in thirty nine. Matha Hoople's first record didn't come out until 69, so he was 30. 30, yeah. So he's, he's 78 right now, so that makes him older than Dylan, you know, by a couple, by a few year, couple years, I think. 
older than Mick, older than Keith, older than like I think maybe yeah, three years older than McCartney. And all those guys had, you know, well established yeah. they were they were practically veterans by the time the seventies started, you know. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and he he you know, he was so he was a he was a late bloomer in my eyes. Yeah, for sure. So it's that one. I, I got to thinking about um uh, you know, just kind of albums that I that I think are the best of a of an artist's repertoire, and mm-hmm. if they're later on in their catalog, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, the first one that popped into my mind was Tom Petty's Wildflowers. Oh, for sure. Uh, he recorded. Uh, obviously, that was well into his career. Um, yeah, uh, almost his, twenty years. Yeah, I mean, the Tom Petty the self title came out in seventy six with the Heartbreakers, and Wildflowers is ninety four. So. 18 years later, uh, he was 44 when he did that. And uh, mm-hmm. that's obviously he went through a lot of shit, you know, the, <laughs> to write that album. Uh, that that one often, if one's going to go through that sort of shit, it's often at that age, uh, I think. Sure. Um, and, uh, and and so, yeah, I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I think Wildflowers is uh, his most robust and, and strongest album and it's almost overwhelming and it's uh well it's not a it's not a it's not a and the heartbreakers record correct no 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 i admittedly i'm kind of mixing the two both right petty and the heartbreakers because you know they ended up playing on his solo records anyway um they just weren't credited for whatever reason Um, yeah so maybe the songwriting process was a little different uh what's your guys opinion on on petty is it is it um are you more likely to lean post like 90 or pre 90 oh yeah the the two records i pull if i'm listening to petty are full moon fever and wildflowers mm. yeah um, last dj also you know 2002 yeah no yeah that's those, a good those record are, those are great i mean I, I he's still going strong he hasn't done anything i haven't like i mean when people mention to me like who are the people like that are like in their late sixties, early seventies that still put out work. I want to hear that. I get excited about when they do, it'd be just be him and Neil Young. Mm-hmm. Those would be the only, maybe Mark Knopfler, not at the level as of, of those yeah. guys, but, but yeah, I mean, those are, those are the only two people whose work I still get excited about. And sure. I know Petty's Petty's gotta be what, at least like 66, 67 now, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And, and Neil's 70, 71, maybe, maybe even a little older. Uh, so yeah. So I, I, I like all those records you guys cited, um, but you know, to me, like I, I, I really like you know his. I guess it'd probably the Heartbreakers, like like first five records a lot, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I all those all those big singles that that are on Wildflowers and that are on Full Moon Fever. I have fond memories of those because those all happened during my lifetime. Yeah. Um, teenage years, or, 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 or at least at yeah. least when I was listening to music, you know, a lot, uh, or well, when I was cognizant of of, of good music. Um, but now, as I get older, and I I didn't, you know, I di- I didn't really know you're gonna get it. Um, that's 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 his second album, right, or third album, something like that. Um, um uh, yeah, you're gonna get it's the second album, seventy eight. Okay, okay. Like, yeah, you know, I wasn't that familiar with all those except for maybe the singles that were on them. So in recent years, I've been listening more to those and, you know, I've got a new appreciation for them. But 
I guess if you were to tell me Tom Petty, like, what would I think of? Yeah, I guess I, I probably would think of... I would think of either Damn the Torpedoes or Full Moon Fever. Yeah. yeah. Literally, like... Which are, which are wide apart, I know. It's about 12, 12 years of difference, 10 years like, of difference. My conscience is... Anytime I hear or see Tom Petty, like, the first thing in my head is the scene in the Free Fallen video where they're going down the escalator. Oh, okay. Nice. No idea why, but, like, that is the image in my head. <laughs> I like the girl on the skateboard in that video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah, so that's, yeah. Petty, okay, that's an interesting twist. That's a good one, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I thought of people that I didn't like when I first heard them, but now I like them a lot. Um, oh, yeah, that was the other angle I was thinking about, too. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, I'll, I'll name just a few. Um, Presidents of the United States of America, I think they're awesome. Like, I just thought that was corny and stupid, and I was listening to other things when it came out. I, I think that those first two records of theirs are great. My buddy Dan was into them and the Offspring when that stuff was first out. Uh-huh. So I, I got to hear them and appreciate them a little, and I always liked the hits. Yeah, but yeah, the uh, they're, they're yeah, Pusa, they're great. They're a great band. Yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're they uh, they should be reconsidered. Um, I, I've talked about them on the show a lot, so I won't belabor it. But I, I didn't like Oasis when I first heard them, just because I guess I just kind of had an attitude and thought they were sort of douchey, you know. <laughs> but I I I, I like I, I really like Oasis's entire catalog. I even I even think like their later records are pretty good too, kind of underrated. So. Yeah. So Asus, I came around on. Uh, the Verve is another band I came around on. Like you know, when I first heard them, I was I think I was just listening to other stuff, and now I really think you know their their first I guess it would be like their first three records are great. Hell, they've only got like four or five records. Um, and then also, um, I, I guess like I I I always like the songs. Like, growing up, I'd hear them on oldies stations in the car, you know, when you were going to Springfield with your mom or something. Um, but I guess maybe I thought, like, then when I started listening to music seriously, I was like, oh, well, that's, you know, they don't always play instruments, and that's just a showcase of good voices. Um, but I've really grown to appreciate Motown a lot in recent oh, yeah. years. I, I mean, I, I guess I always kind of, res- I, I think I respected it always. But, like, I just the production value... And just how good, particularly the female artists sound. Um, it, it uh, I, I listen to Motown a lot lately. Um, nice. So, so I, I not that I ever thought it was bad. You know, I always liked it, but like I think in recent years, I've appreciated just how I'll say it, like how brilliant some of those bands, yeah. like how well constructed that yeah. music is. Well, and a lot of it, it would blow your mind to see like the room that it was recorded in, yeah. because yeah. I mean, they, you know, none of it was by any means the fanciest studios. Yeah, what they got out, the sound that they got out of it, you know, um, it's just, yeah, it's just something else. So I, uh, I really, I kind of came around to that. So. Yeah. yeah, that's that's like the uh, the late to the party uh, yeah, variation. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Um, so nice. Uh, yeah, I, I, a couple of the quick uh, quick hits. Um, uh-huh. I, I for personal preferences. Um, where I was looking for for albums that I think came out ten years after the band's debut that I prefer, um, I think I think Wilco's peak is uh, A Ghost Is Born in Sky Blue Sky, which is like oh four oh seven, which is you know nine to twelve years after they debuted. Obviously, a lot of people will argue Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, uh, which is sooner, um, and Radiohead's Hail to the Thief. 
2003. So Pablo Honey was what 90, 93, 94? 93, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I. I in my personal preference is Hail to the Thief, so that's a full ten years after the debut, yep. and 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 post OK Computer, which I assume most most people that's, will that's, will claim they're probably their probably the quintessential Radiohead album for right. most people. Right. Yeah. Know? So those yeah. were just a couple quick hits. Um, for, I also I also think Afromans because I got high <laughs> is is a really really good hip hop record, dude. Well, it's, it's not even it's a good record period and like at the time i just thought it was kind of a corny single which it still kind of is but dude that whole record is really good dude start to finish yeah my buddy raj we used to bump that in his car man yeah dude he's like not a bad acroman's not a bad guitarist either yeah Yeah. wherever you're out out there raj my buddy raj he he introduced me to all that rap he's the reason i now own like master p ghetto d oh yeah like all all that like (laughs) you know Little Troy, what, yeah. you know, just like that's that that's that late '90s stuff, right? Oh there. yeah, dude, it was, the, yeah. it was that was the era. Dude, Master P was like on top of the world for a while. Oh yeah, like, yeah, Ghetto D was huge. Dude, he had his like fingerprints on everything. Like Snoop came out under his label for a oh, little yeah. while. Silk the Shocker, like, and then it like all fell oh. apart, dude, for Master P. Yeah. Anyway, so um, he's probably still doing okay though. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I hope so. But anyway, um, now moving over to baseball for late bloomers, there's actually quite a few players of a recent year that fit the bill. Now I'm talking, I guess for baseball, it'd be like, you know, most people say like, oh, the prime year for a lot of players is when they're 27. So I guess I'll say that these people didn't get noticed until after they were 27, if not maybe 30 even. Okay. Uh, one that comes to mind Right now, a guy that's having an MVP caliber year is Justin Turner. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, he's kicking ass. I, I, I don't. Obviously, maybe he has. He, he might have cooled off a little bit when the Dodgers lost all those games. I assume, but like two years ago, I just thought that guy was like, oh yeah, that's that guy with red hair on the Dodgers and the right. beard. You know, <laughs> right? The, Do- the Dodgers acquired a daywalker. Yeah, right? and, it, and it, right. And, and his numbers were just kind of okay. You know, like last year he kind of turned it on a little bit, you know, to enough to like where like he got a decent contract um, for this year. But like this year, geez, you know, I was, I was yeah. like, you know, they overpaid for that guy. Then I'm like, oh no, no, keep him. He's yeah. he only, he like, you know, for about three fourths of the season, he hit like 360. So yeah, you want to, want to keep that guy. Um, yeah. So him, uh, another one that comes to mind to me, it's a lot of power hitters. Um, Jose Bautista, yeah, you know, yeah. like he started in 04, but like nobody really noticed him until like 2011. He was a right? Royal at one point. Yeah. 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 He was a journeyman guy. He played for Baltimore. Uh, I, uh, probably a couple other teams before he settled down in Toronto. So he's one, um, Nelson Cruz, mm-hmm. like kind of didn't really do much the first part of his career. Like the first half of his career, essentially, he didn't really he didn't really turn it on until he was in his late twenties. Um, so those are those are recent guys. Um, other ones, um, a guy that pitched for the White Sox pitched until he was fifty years old. Yes, that's right, fifty. Hoyt Wilhelm. Oh yeah, yeah, old Hoyt. Yeah, dude. <laughs> he didn't really like he didn't really like start like kicking ass until he was in like his early thirties and. 
what do you know? He pitched until he was like yeah. 50. 50. Yeah. 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 So like Jamie Moyer, you know, you could say oh, yeah. is another one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's there's a few. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, like Julio Franco kind of like extend. I mean, he was good when he was young, but like he extended his career with enough decent seasons of improving. Yeah. That's to yeah, where that's, I mean, he played. A, he played forever yeah I, I agree that's kind of more of an issue of longevity though Jevity, rather though. than yeah. rather than rather than like sort of um you know sort of blooming late 60 um, 60 percent of julio franco's hits came after the age of 30 oh okay there you go, there you go. so yeah. uh, levi you're, you're right um, 1500 of 2500 career hits yeah I, I was looking at some list of players, and there's a guy like he played in like the 30s by the name of Dazzy Vance. Old Dazzy, yeah, no, yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, look up him. Like, he didn't. I don't think he like he collected a hit until he was like 32 or something like that. <laughs> and then he ended up he ended up winning like like a bunch of batting titles. I think he was really good. If you look at his numbers, Crazy. yeah, I mean he 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 um, played from yeah 1915 to 1935. Wow. Um, but let's see. So he was also a pitcher. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And at, at, at age he was... 33, he, he, he went 28 and six. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And he was out of the league. Maybe. Did he go to war? I was going to say he almost was in the league long enough to go to two wars. Yeah. Yeah. Right, huh? yeah he may have gone to war cause he was in, <laughs> yeah, he was introduced in 1915 and yeah, then he jumps he... to 1918 where he had a, he pitched in two games for the Yankees, and then he didn't pitch again until 1922. Hmm. Um, I bet there's service time in there somewhere. Yeah, for oh, sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, but no, another, he, he did all right coming back. Yeah, another one uh, of well, kind of recent years, um, Kevin Millar came kind of late, you know. Yeah. He, was, he was a little older when he got going. Late bloomer, yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, he was a replacement player, if I'm not mistaken. Was he? Like the strike? Yeah, replacement player. I think he was. I don't know that. So, but yeah, he, he didn't really turn it on until, you know, until he was... Do you like, guys remember like 28, that? 29, something like that. I wonder if it's the same thing with the baseball players union where... Um, I know with the NHL players union, if you were a replacement player during a strike, you couldn't be on, like, memorabilia. Uh, so, really. let's say if you won the cup... And they made T-shirts of all the players. Like they would not put your name on there if you crossed the yeah. line, like because you weren't part of the union. I wonder if that's uh, the same deal with baseball. Yeah. I know they I, did it with the Redskins football players. None of those guys got rings. The year oh, the yeah. NFL had the the NFL had right. the holdout, and right. they had yeah. the Redskins though were still all their replacement players were awesome, and they got them to the playoffs basically, and. Then they won the world, the Super Bowl, and none of those guys got a ring. That would have been wow. like 87, something like that. Yeah, 87. 87, 87 yeah. I think, is right. Well, there's a new 30 for 30 out about that. Yeah, I correct. I yeah. want to see that. Um, Excellent, yeah. Well, I, I, I think Jonathan's right, though, and, and well, and Levi, too. With I, I say this because I just mentioned Kevin Millar a minute ago as a late bloomer. MVP 2005 the greatest baseball game of all time uh, next to baseball. Well, baseball stars arguments, but anyway, we've had a previous episode about yes. this. Game. Check it out. Um, 
Kevin Millar, like, is not on the game, but he is on the game. There you go. His yeah. name's like John Dowd or something like yeah. that. Yeah. But it's clearly John Kevin Scab Millar. is what they call it. <laughs> it's clearly Kevin Millar. Though. Yeah. So I'm guessing there was there's yeah, like you said, there's probably got to be a union agreement where yeah, yeah. According they can't be on merchandise. According to his Wikipedia page, yeah, he's barred from membership from the uh, Players Association because he crossed the, because he was a replacement player. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right now, incidentally, I'm reading the uh, story of the 1981 uh, strike, which is really more of an owner's holdout. It was strike and name only, so um, right. it was really the owners being dicks over the players. Um, and so, yeah, I'm I'm kind of got that on the brain. The whole players' yeah. association. Yeah, I'll, I'll add one more for, for recent players. Um, that kid in Cincinnati. I shouldn't say kid because he's like. We're talking about late bloomers. He's like 33. But uh, Zach Cozart, the yeah. shortstop, I mean, he's having like an MVP caliber year, granted, on a bad team. Uh, but, you know, you didn't really hear anything about him, much about him, the first part of his career. And last, last like, year or two, particularly this year, he's really turned it on, and he's he's over 30. Yeah. Hold, hold on. I don't mean to go back to Millar here, but his Sorry. Wikipedia page has a video game aliases section. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so, so um uh in mvp 2005 and the other two games that year he's replaced by anthony freeze is his name and that's the name that's yeah. the name okay yeah. john dowd is actually barry bonds i think because they couldn't get the license for bonds ah, um, but anyway in, but bonds in, doesn't fall under that for in mlb 08 he's yvonne jimenez um, awesome. <laughs> in mlb 2k7 he's kyle morgan and then in, <laughs> in in MLB Power Pros 2008, it's wow, this is a flattering one. Great Johnson, uh, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so the, Kevin Millar has a ring, right? Yeah, he got a ring, but I I bet he's not on a lot of World Series merchandise. The side of his ring says "freeze." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anthony Freeze, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Wow. I you know, like I know he's goofy as hell, but I, I kinda like that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I, 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 I think he's a good time. Seems yeah. nice enough. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I he seems like he takes most of it in stride. I, I, I like him. Um so, so the uh uh the, the elephant in the room when it comes to late bloomers in baseball is is Randy Johnson. Oh. Yeah. Um, he was a very mediocre pitcher who just led the majors in walks until like the age of 29. Oh, okay. <laughs> like that's all he was good for was leading the majors in walks. And yeah. then he just flipped the switch and, you know, his ERAs in his thirties went, you know, from the mid, he he went from the mid to upper threes in the ERAs in his late twenties to, wow. Starting in uh, age thirty, three one nine, two four eight, three six, two two eight, two four eight, two six four, two four nine. So ages thirty five to thirty eight, Randy Johnson, in addition to winning Cy Youngs, went uh, ERAs two forty eight, two sixty four, two forty nine, two thirty two, throwing anywhere from two hundred forty eight innings to two hundred seventy innings. Striking out 364, 347, 372, 334. Wow. 
And wow. I, kn- I knew he had broken 300 strikeouts on a few occasions. Yeah. yeah. And it was all ages 35 nuts. to 38. And here we are making oh. a big deal about, you know, Chris Sale <coughs> is, is going to strike out 300 this year, and he'll be the first pitcher to do that in several years. Yeah. And Johnson yeah, like did if, it several years in a row. <laughs> if, like, a guy strikes out, like, 200, it's pretty good. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. <coughs> yeah. 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 Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Just obnoxious the other kind of the the, uh the runner up to randy johnson is dave stewart when it comes to yeah yeah uh late late starting pitching bloomers because like dave stewart didn't get a chance to start uh he did get a chance at age 27 to start and he wasn't very good for the rangers but then um then the a's gave him another shot at age 30 in 1987 and that's when he started to you know he won 20 games four years in a row um pitched way over 250 innings uh, four years in a row uh and and that's that's when dave stewart became dave stewart obviously you know helped him uh lead them to a world series even yeah. Ecker, eckersley was a little bit of a late bloomer too well and he was a two-phase career yeah right right yeah. right yeah. but you know when he got that mvp 91 he, he got the mvp and the cy young in 91 or ninety oh, or right. I think he was in like his. He would have been like in his probably like his mid thirties. I would guess. I was gonna say maybe even later thirties. Could be. Yeah. Um, so we go, yeah, he uh, won in. Sorry, I'm. Uh, no, it's all good. Uh, let's see. Yeah, he he won at age thirty-seven. That's yeah. that. That's that MVP Cy Young year. Yeah, that's yeah. when he had fifty-one saves for yeah. Oakland. Yeah, because they gave her. You know, it's like they gave a reliever the MVP that year. You know, pretty. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah. 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 And not not. Um, you know, when Eric Gagne won his, it wasn't since Eckersley. Yeah. Um, Ninety-one. Ninety-two the- is the year that he won. 92 is the year that he won. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah, because the A's didn't even go to the World Series that year, 92. Uh, but anyway. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, that was the yeah, was Blue, Blue Jays. Jays. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Good yeah. stuff, guys. Yeah. Did, yeah. Levi, did you have any to add? Uh, well, we actually touched on the main one. I I was going to talk some about Justin Turner, but um, that can be a perfect segue for our final segment of the evening. One I know that the kitties at home are fond of. Show your cards time. Let's do it. And mine is a top. Oh, nice. Heritage Justin Turner. It's Whoa. a nice good looking card. Yeah, it it's is. a 1968. Wow, nice. Justin Turner. Yeah, he's got quite the uh, quite the beard and mane going, and I love these type of shots with just the big bright blue sky and the green grass down yeah. below. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's a great looking card. He I really a... like those those throwback cards that they're doing like that. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Jonathan. I cut you off. I'm sorry. I I just think that Justin Turner looked like he was a gamer for that photo shoot. He he was ready to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was ready to look the part. I, I, I like it. He seems like a pretty good dude, man. You know, yeah. like he. I saw him. They had him. They had him playing the show. You know, or the well, or maybe maybe two K, like one of the new baseball games that look awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, video games and like the customizations on those games now are like pretty 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 good. You know, you can get like 
you know, <laughs> you can like add, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. facial stubble by like, you know, like one, you know, one yeah. pixel at a time. It's yeah, like- one facial stubble at a time. And he's like, he's like, hell, man, I might not even play the game, dude. <laughs> like, I think I'm just gonna make guys all day. <laughs> it's like totally something I'd say, you know, or what us would say. So. Like, man, I don't even think I'll get around to play in the game. I feel you, Justin. I do. Yeah. So he he seems all right in my book, man. He seems, like, he's, he seems like a cool cat. Who should be crying is Jason Worth, man. He kind of, he, he should have patented that, man. He'd have made some money. Because yeah. that look has, like, overtaken baseball. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, every team almost has one of those guys. Yeah, like, yeah. Harley Blackman looks like he just came out of the Rocky Mountains to play the game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Merged from the cave out into the outfield. Um, they should they should put a cave back there that he comes out of. You know, right? yeah. Jason Worth actually is kind of a late bloomer too. Just yeah, uh, J Way. Yeah. Didn't really start turning it on until he was like 28 uh, with the Phillies, like in 07. Right. Yeah. We were all following him closely, so we were. We, we, we were. Yeah. Yeah. We were aware of him. So we, you got to work some magic, Levi. Get him on the show once he retires. All right. Well, and we like, you know, Chatham Redskins alumni unite. Come on. I, I don't. I don't know how much. I don't know how much gas is. He's got maybe like one year left on that deal, maybe something like that. Oh, he's made a lot of money on it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think there might be like one year left. Um, so yeah. But anyway, if he doesn't get signed, let's get him on the podcast. All right. like, he seems like maybe like MLB player most likely to retire and like possibly run bales of marijuana in the Bahamas. <laughs> like in sea planes. Like he seems like that kind of a guy maybe or something. Like I, I just don't know what his career after baseball is. I don't know. Who I think it could be whatever the hell he wants probably. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. He seems like uh, yeah. You give a guy like him with that, that much money, you know, interesting things can happen. Yeah. <laughs> Ostrich farm, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, but like, <laughs> wave of the future. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. Cool. On on that note, yeah, we, we we don't know anything about, like, why we would think that, but we don't want to, yeah, like, yeah, incriminate totally. him. Or... Yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh, but anyway... Um, I'll go with mine here. Uh, I sometimes feature, uh, you know, cards that like weren't part of like the, you know the the tops or the you know they they, they they weren't like one of your brands. So to K- speak. the KB Toy Stores. Yeah, yeah. So I've got a, I've got a, I've got a Toys R Us card. And speaking of which, Toys R Us, you know, I declared bankruptcy yesterday. Um, so yeah, supposedly yes. Yeah, pull it back just a little to get it in the light. Yeah, there you go. Danny Carter, Toys R Us card. That Mariners good, good Jerry, good Jerry curl. Good to your left there. Good to your left. Yeah. Okay. Your other left. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Oh, that classic logo. Um, Is is that a uh, have a little glossy front on it? It does. It's nice, nice and glossy. That was the eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. Set. They used to come in the little cardboard box. Remember, you would pop mm-hmm. the box. I remember though. I will. While they are awesome now, I do remember the feeling of being like a seven or eight year old, and you would get it open, and you'd be like, "Oh, these are tops." Right. Like at right, first, right. When like, like the the asshole little kid in you at Christmas <laughs> come out, you'd be like, "Ah," but then you would still open them and look at them and stuff. But yeah. <laughs> 
The, the Toys R Us rookies. Good call. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, did you did you buy the whole set? Did you or do you just have that as a single? I, I have I have a few others. Like I, I think I must I must have just purchased a pack or two. Yeah, yeah. It, it came in like a little like they like a playing card box. Yeah, yeah, and right, right. A little set of them. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. I've got a few. Uh, like no, yeah, I've got a few. So. Nice, nice. Um, well, I'm going to go more recent and throwback at the same time. This is a. Uh, uh, 2014 uh, Gypsy Queen Rod Carew. Nice. Uh, so Rod Carew on the California Angels, uh, the then California Angels, uh-huh. in this shot, uh, uh, sporting a spectacular uh, headband. Is that a painting uh, or is it a photo? It's a photo. Oh, it's a, it's a okay. Gypsy Queen, and the Gypsy Queens are photos that they take. Yeah, and they, then they manipulate like, them. Stop them to look kind of like art. Yeah, they kind of oversaturate them and, and cool. deepen all the shadows on there. You can see in yeah. here too. Um, uh, you can tell the the phase of of his career. In addition to being on the Angels, but he's wearing a first baseman's mitt uh, uh, in this shot. And uh, Carew played well, got... um, mostly Sorry. mostly first base and, and DH for for the Angels. He's got like the Jimi Hendrix look going with that headband. He, yeah. he does That's actually, awesome. yeah. Um, his his years too, and and uh, age thirty three in nineteen seventy nine, he went to he went to the Angels, and uh, for the next that's where he finished his career yeah. over seven years. Batted like anywhere from two ninety five was his low to uh, oh no two eighty was his low in his final season, but he he batted like three eighteen, three thirty one, three nineteen, three thirty nine. So he was still raking. Hell of yeah. a hitter, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, got mad hits like I was. Um, uh, three thousand fifty-three career hits. Um, that'll probably that'll probably get average. you a ticket to Cooperstown, is my guess. Uh, yeah, 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 I, yeah think, I think so. I think it did. Yeah. Um, yes. So yeah, obviously um, he uh, he made it to Cooperstown in uh, nineteen ninety-one. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he was traded to um, so the, the 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 trade that sent him to California. Um, uh, from Minnesota was for Dave Engel, Paul Hartzell, Brad Havens, and Ken Landro. Uh, so none you've exactly. all heard of it, home. <laughs> I, I think the Angels got the better end of that. They did. Yeah. They did. Uh, uh, Those yeah. are the only two teams he played for, right? Angels and Twins. Uh, correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, Rod Carew. Stuff. Good deal. Well, guys, a lot of fun, uh, as always. Good, Nice to be back, too. Oh, um, yes. I want to tell everybody, you can find out everything about Rock and Roll Shinsu Chu at rockchu.com. Um, and uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at rockinchu. That's in, as in Nolan Ryan was kind of a late bloomer, right? Yeah, Nippy anyway. Perez. He was blooming yeah, late, at the very least. Nippy Perez, there you go. Um, so yeah, you can, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Rocky and Chew. Uh, you can find archived episodes, uh, you know, different kind of multimedia, you know, videos and all that good stuff at, uh, at rockchew.com as well. Please give us a review on iTunes. That would appreciate us a lot. That would uh, that would show appreciation, and we would appreciate it. Sorry. If we were a business, uh, it would appreciate us. It would appreciate over time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, stock, the stock would go higher. 
That's right. So again, um, check out rockchew.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Like us on Facebook. And until next time, have a good night. See you soon. Peace. Good night.